Hello, welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew Farha. I'm grateful that you are tuning in. And today we have a special guest. It's his first time on the show. His name is AJ Vega. Welcome, AJ. Yeah, hey, good to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about your educational background and then kind of how God called you to St. John's Renewal? Yeah, so yeah, serving here as the new director of Discipleship and Outreach and uh, came from Austin, Texas, was doing church work there, and I uh, was doing disi- discipleship and outreach as well, um, working with small groups. And yeah, I uh, graduated undergrad at Concordia University, Texas, um, and did youth ministry for um, a few years after that in Memphis, Tennessee, and then also in Austin. And I'm currently pursuing a master's at Concordia University, Irvine, and a master's of theology. So I'm just excited to be here and uh, just see where the Lord is leading us um, here in Denver and at St. John's. We're so excited that you're here as well. Yeah. We There's just a great buzz around our church, around your leadership, yeah. a great welcome of you and your wife, Kristen. Yeah. And um, we're grateful for where God's taken us with the vision of raising up 150 leaders yes. by 2030, mm-hmm. uh, by the grace of God, so that we are truly being intentional about sharing the good news about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So on this podcast, we tackle questions. And this is a question that is, I think, very interesting. And it is this, why do Christians have so many standards? Oh man, yeah, that's so, that's such a big question to ask. I know, there could be so many angles we could take on this, right? Yeah, yeah, for Um, sure. Yeah, so I think part of the the question is there are kind of two ways that we can kind of tackle this um, as far as talking about standards. Like, are we talking about a, a moral standard? Like, why do Christians have so many moral standards as far as how we uh, treat each other and care for each other in our relationship with God and then with other people? And then also at the same time, uh, there's another way that we can look at it as far as like cultural standards, as far as, you know, uh, you know should Christians drink? Should Christians dance? Should they listen to uh, secular music, right? And so all these different questions from a cultural side in the public sphere, and then also as far as moral standards as well. So yeah, super interesting uh, question, yeah. So it sounds like, sounds like what you're saying is there's a moral standard, it comes from Jesus, yeah. and, and that's where we get standards uh, yeah. for our living. Yeah. But then there's cultural standards, which may not necessarily be from Jesus. Right. But we think Christians should act a certain way when it comes to certain behaviors. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think as far as talking about cultural standards, um, the Apostle Paul, he writes a letter and he talks about, and he actually quotes a philosopher of his time. He says, everything is permissible. Like everything is allowed. And then he continues on that statement. He says, but not everything is beneficial. Right. Uh-huh. So we can do all these things but they may not be beneficial to our relationship with ourselves, with our relationship with other people, our relationship with our spouse, our relationship to God as well. And so like in talking about some of those cultural standards, we have to think what is beneficial for me in caring for my neighbor and also caring for my relationship with God as well. All right, so an analogy I would use is, okay, so Jesus uh, gives us his word and then those would be moral standards. Sure. So those we would say are in our closed hand. Right. But then there's this open hand that's big and messy. Yeah. And these are issues that he's not commanded nor forbidden. So right. Christians could have a different perspective on drinking or right. dancing or music. And right. this is where it gets messy and Christians can sometimes 
not realize that, hey, this, this hand's going to be messy. Right, um, right. And that's okay, but it's also good to just know, hey, this is going to be easy for your own life right. or for parenting teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so I guess let's start with the moral standard. Yeah, let's let's talk it. about the closed hand. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit about why we get our standard from Jesus mm. and then why that matters so much to the follower of Christ. So obviously, if you're listening, you know our presuppositions are we love Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Our lives here have been really transformed and shaped by Jesus. So the way we see our lives and the whole world has been changed by him. And the reason we believe that is because we believe that he said he is the savior of the world, that he gives forgiveness of sins before God, that he reconciles us to God. So if you're listening and you are interested in considering a personal relationship with Jesus, uh, we would encourage you uh, to find out more uh, by tuning into this podcast, uh, our sermons on sjdenver.tv or renewaldenver.tv and give your life over to Jesus Christ. You won't regret it. Yeah. Um, and so, all right. Shameless plug. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's great. And then, yeah. so AJ, talk a little bit about the moral standard from Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm an Old Testament nerd, so I love taking it all the way back to the very beginning, right? Because in the beginning, when, when God creates all things, right, he places Adam and Eve into a garden, and he gives them the standard saying, you can eat of anything except for this one tree, right? And so he gives this standard for this life, for humanity to be able to grow and to thrive in right relationship, not only with God, but also with other people, right? And, and unfortunately, as we get into Genesis chapter three, like all of that just goes downhill, right? Um, humans decide what they think is best, what their standard is, and that ends up being a broken relationship between God and humanity as well. And so I think when we talk about standards from a morality standpoint, God wants what's best for us to be able to have human flourishing not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of the entire world. And as we continue on throughout the Old Testament, we get into the Israelite people, right, where they've been rescued by God out of slavery, right? Pharaoh had a specific standard for the people that enslaved them, and he thought that was best, but it was actually causing harm and, and um, just slavery and enslavement. And God wants to free people from the, the broken standards of the world. And so as he gives the Ten Commandments to Moses on the mountain. Like he gives these standards for, hey, here's how we should follow and how we should live. Like we should not murder. Instead, we should love our neighbors and care for them. We should not commit adultery. We should be faithful to those relationships that we bound ourselves to in marriage. And so I think what's so important when we get into the morality and the standards of Jesus, it is a freedom for us to be able to live for where human flourishing is actually lived out best. And I think sometimes we miss out on that, where we live a life as Christians, we struggle with what are the rules that I need to follow to where it becomes like my life as a Christian is sin management. But Jesus never lived that. It was always a freedom to be able to love other people and to show people this is a way to be able to care for other people under the reign and the banner of who Jesus is under this standard of morality. So I think when we talk about all of these different standards, what's so important is that these standards that we're given in view of the morality viewpoint is there's a freedom to be human, like fully human in the eyes of Jesus because he is the ultimate standard that we live up to as well. Beautiful, very well said. So um, what, what I hear you saying 
is that Jesus sets us free from kind of our own human standards or the world's standards, yeah. but he wants to lead us to something that is truly freeing. Yeah. And so yeah. his, his teachings are not meant to be oppressive, right. but rather his teachings are meant to be good for us. Yeah. So I'll just give an example. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and she was kind of struggling with her own appearance mm. um, and kind of wanting to be attractive. And so uh, the, the way she was dealing with it was, uh, I need to really dress less. I mm. need to show my body off more because sure. it enhances my attractiveness and I want to be enough in comparison to other women sure. and I want to feel good about myself. Mm. Um, and so, but then as she kept talking, she said, I do admit though, however, that in the midst of my pursuit, I know it's not great. Right. I know that living in light of other people and how they look and constantly comparing themselves to me isn't resulting in flourishing. Yeah. So one of Jesus's teaching for both male and female, I believe is modesty. Sure. You know, so now when Jesus gives that teaching of modesty and when Jesus gives us uh, the teaching of our approval and security in Christ, He's not doing that to oppress us with rules and sin management. Right, right. But he's giving us something that hopefully would set us free from constantly comparing mm. and then accepting ourselves in Christ and then accepting that he's made us fearfully and wonderfully made the way yeah. we are and we can move forward. Yeah. Um, so would you say that's kind of like an example of just maybe one aspect of our lives where the teachings of Jesus can truly help. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think what Jesus talks about, he says, anyone who practices sin is a slave to sin, right? Anyone who sets themselves up for this sin standard becomes trapped into this standard of living. And what Jesus is saying, he says, if the truth, like when you understand what the truth is, the truth is going to set you free, right? So like Jesus is all about the freedom of what it means to be human. And sometimes as humans, our tendency is to set up our own standards or our own expectations based on maybe what other people are thinking or whatever we see on social media, right? We live this like, I call it the comparative narrative. Like we kind of live out this like comparison world. And oftentimes what we find ourselves doing is we, live as, we try to live out a standard that actually is not freeing for us. And we find ourselves trapped in the same cycle of brokenness and sin and we never feel fully satisfied because our standards are set by someone else rather than Jesus himself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So we, we get our moral standard, our teachings yeah. primarily from Jesus. You yes. started us in the old Testament. Yeah. And so God, um, sets us, uh, apart from the other nations that he doesn't want us to have idols and right. commit idolatry. And I really believe that's what Genesis 3 is really about. Right. Uh, it, it's not about an apple. It's about having other yeah. idols that are God's substitutes. Right. Um, right. And then the Ten Commandments are God's moral standard. And mm -hmm. we do see that those standards are still relevant to yeah. today's society, such as thou shall not murder. Uh, that's one that we got from the Ten Commandments. Right. For example, yeah. thou shall not steal. Uh, that's another one. Right. Um, so it's, you know, right. so we all have some standards that we believe are good for flourishing, good for society. Yeah. Um, and I would even add to that, too, is that it's not just Christians that believe in some of those moral standards. Like, 
there there are other non-christians that follow those right they they understand that you know stealing (laughs) is bad right there's consequences to murdering somebody and so the world recognizes some of the same christian moral standards but sometimes we miss out on the true like picture of what it means to be human and that's jesus christ and i think part of this like the original standard that was set for us was god speaking to himself right in relationship as the father son and holy spirit he says let us make man in our own image this is the standard that i want for my people to be to be reflections of who i am yeah amen i love that i love Sorry, that go ahead. so yeah no 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 you're doing great you're on a roll and so you know this kind of reminds me of a quote from c.s lewis which I'll try to make uh, use of from memory. But he said something like, you don't know who you truly are until you become in Christ. And then he forms your humanity. He shows you your true personality. He forms your character. And it it was such a a powerful statement he made because it's like what he's saying is, the cultural standards of the world are one way and we think we need to be a certain way to measure up or to communicate uh, something to our friends or the people around us to to meet a standard Mm -hmm. however christ sets us free from all of that yeah he gives us a new life he gives us a new god himself right and now he's our guide right um and then boom now all of a sudden uh i am confident in christ i'm secure in christ sure i have peace with god mm-hmm. in jesus christ yeah so yeah. and sometimes those standards within ourselves sneak up on us right and they try to remind us like oh we should be looking like this or we should be acting like this <laughs> right it's like no no no. like i'm a new i'm a new person created in christ right. I'm a baptized believer been washed clean mm-hmm. of the standard in christ right. yeah amen yeah i love that so can you talk a little bit about the cultural standards yeah. so I would consider that a lot of areas of freedom or, you know, they they are in our open hand as believers. Like we could have different opinions on this. And, you know, also, I think if you're listening and you are considering following Jesus, but you want to know, you know, what freedoms you still could have. um, I think this part of the conversation is is relevant. Yeah. Uh, But I would say again, that when Jesus comes into our life, he gives us new life. We know he died on the cross for our sin and it was a painful, bloody death. That he rose again from the dead to conquer death and to give us the Holy Spirit to actually dwell in the human being. So then what happens is is we kind of like really care about what Jesus wants for our lives. We hate sin, we love Jesus. The Bible says we die to ourselves. Yeah and want to live for Jesus. So I guess for me, that frames everything else. So, you know, we could talk about drinking, dancing, you know, whether or not Christians should listen to gangster rap or something. Right. But it's like, I don't know if people call it gangster rap anymore. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. You're going to reveal that I'm getting older now. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I think everything must be framed with a deeper uh, Christian trajectory, or else it's gonna we're gonna be caught up in the sure. weeds with all these different yeah. situations. For sure, yeah. And I love how you pointed out, like, as baptized believers, we die to our sin and are made alive in Christ. And I think that's such a hard concept for us to wrap our heads around because, <laughs> well, we've never physically died before, so we don't know what that's like. But we know that death is a very permanent thing, right? And so if the things that 
are giving us life in Jesus are fruitful. And we see that with our relationships with our friends, with our neighbors, with our spouses, and our relationship with God. Jesus is all about that, right? He, he wants joy. And the things that we have to think about is, what are the things that are not giving me life, that are not satisfying who God has called me to be in him? And I think that's a really big question that I think that we have to hold with an open hand as far as um, are these things giving me just like kind of self-pleasure, right? Because I think a lot of s standards really come from this idea of how, how do I know what's best for myself? And instead, when we talk about our relationship with Christ, it's not just, it's a personal thing, but it's not a private thing. And so we have to talk about it in relationship with other people and our relationship with God as well, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, there's so many questions that we can ask as far as um, talking about these standards of culture. And I think the biggest questions that we have to really kind of wrestle with is, are these things giving me life in Christ? Are they giving me death mm. to myself? Okay, Yeah. beautiful. That's yeah. a beautiful way to think about areas of freedom. Sure. So, do you want to talk about any of those areas of freedom? <laughs> yeah. Just give some examples. Sure. Or should we move on? <laughs> uh, I think we should tackle some of them. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's, get, let's, let's have a little fun here. Oh, man, here. yeah. Okay. So which so, one do you want to hit first? Oh, wow, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one that keeps popping up to me and is like, um, well, we live in Colorado, so like, weed is legalized here. It is? So, you know, we have a big, that's a big open hand like thing is like, should yeah. it be something that Christians should do? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Have we talked about that on the podcast? I don't know. Never have. Never have. Wow. Yeah. So First you're, time. you're bringing up I, a hot topic. I really threw myself into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But you know, that's okay. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. So I, and I think part Let's of wrestle it, with it. And who knows? It's good. It's good radio if we disagree sometimes. So that's go ahead. true. That's true. <laughs> Um, you know, as far as talking about like drugs and alcohol, right? Like yep. these things can give us a, almost this, a false sense of pride, right? Like there's this standard that um, drinking is like in order to get drunk or to, in order to smoke weed, like to get high. There's this kind of personal feeling that you get. And like the biggest question that I think I have is does it serve your neighbor? Like is it caring for other people and is it honoring and glorifying God, right? And I think some arguments can come like, oh, like, you know, marijuana can be a very natural thing in the world, like, and so, like, we should be able to take advantage of it, right? But God calls us to care for creation and to love it and to take care of it and also to take care of our neighbor as well. And so if we're only finding things that satisfy ourselves, then we're missing out on the point of what Jesus has for us in this, in this new life that he's called us to, right? If Jesus Absolutely. is the ultimate standard, um, then we should think, what are ways that we can live out our calling as Christ followers, sure. right? To be Christian, it literally means to be a mini Christ, right? right? So what does it look like for us to be a mini Christ to our neighbor, into our relationship with God? And if it's satisfying our own cravings, and this might be an ignorant, ignorant statement of me. I don't know. I'd love to have more conversation about it. No, um, it's good. Because it's an open hand, right? Right. Um, I think the biggest thing is how do we follow these standards? And I think it's filtering it through that lens of, is it giving me life in Christ or is it giving me more death to myself? Right. Yeah. No, that's good. I think that's good. And I think we should also ask, am I, am I functioning in, in my best self right. that God's made me to be? Yeah. Because God has made, given me new life. So am I functioning to that high ability, yeah. uh, capability level, right? So sure. let's start with drinking. Yeah. So drinking, God's word actually has a ton to say about it. Yeah. And it truly is... Uh, if you just take Genesis to Revelation, 
we can say with confidence that alcohol and drinking is a gift from God. Right. It's not a sin to drink alcohol. However, it does state that we can take it too far. Right. And that we could, uh, you know, if we become intoxicated, we could not be at our best self. Yep. We could say things we don't mean. We can mm -hmm. harm other people. And we're no longer filled with the Holy Spirit right. to be able to praise and worship God and be at our best. Yeah. And so um, it does talk about the gift of alcohol for mm -hmm. the purpose of gladdening the hearts of men. Right. Which, communal experience. Communal experience. Yeah. You know, you have Jesus churning uh, water into wine at the yep. wedding. So he thought that it would be good for the party to have some really good wine at right. that time. Yeah. And that was really cool to see. Right. Um, so communal experience when it says gladden the hearts of men, I think we could read in between the lines that it's sure. talking about relaxation, mm -hmm. you know, being able to have joy that the gift of drinking does give to you. Right. However, I think that if there's alcoholics listening that are like, well, I can't even drink without taking it to the next Dude, level. Yeah. I can't drink in moderation. Sure. When I drink, I get trashed, belligerent, blackout. Um, maybe side scrape a car on the mm -hmm. side of the street. Yeah, loss of memory. Um, I don't, yeah. my, my spouse gets worried about me. Like mm -hmm. that's, yeah, like if you feel like you need to abstain, go for it. Yeah. See, so a right. Christian can abstain from whatever they want to. Right. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean another Christian has to. Mm. You know, if exactly. they can drink in a healthy in a fashion. Way, yeah. Now, the issue with drugs, though, I think is, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's somewhat similar. I, I, well, I think, it, sure. let, let's just say this. Scripture has not a lot to say yeah. about drug use yeah. because it's changed culturally over the years. Right. Like, I don't know, were people shooting up heroin during yeah. biblical times? Um, you know? Not I, as far as I can read. Not as far, <laughs> well, it's, it's opioids. Right. So who knows, who right? Knows, right. So it's, it's not there. Sure. Um, there are drugs that are illegal for a reason right. because we see human beings being in bondage, being yep. enslaved, yep. not being able to have the dignity of working a job, right. not being Cause able to harm. focus on relationships. Right. So it kind of goes back to what you're saying, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That God forbids these things in our body because sure. you're not at your best and you're not blessing others and you're not glorifying a God. Right. Now, let's hit the one that's the harder one, is sure. smoking weed. Right. So I'm just going to start with, um, God has set me free, my congregation knows this, mm. from my past with yeah. uh, drugs and alcohol. And mm. so I have a little bit of experience with this sure. uh, kind of community and, and so forth. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is, um, most people, in my experience, mm -hmm. that smoke weed consistently... Yeah. Um, can't flourish at their best. Right. Um, and it leads to getting stoned, uh, kind of mm -hmm. uh, wanting to veg out. It could lead to laziness. Yep. It could lead to paranoia. Mm -hmm. It can lead to a lot of things when you're just smoking weed to get high. Right. All right. right. Um, now, with that said, there's also good uses of marijuana. That's sure. well documented. For medical reasons. Medical sure. reasons. There's a lot of good things that it can do in different situations. Right. So we want to take that. Sure. Um, so I guess what I would say, so when somebody comes at me and they're like, you know, you Christians think you can drink, but you're all against smoking weed, but that's just the culture mm. messing with you. I would say this, I could have two glasses of wine and feel nothing. Yeah. Um, but if, if I have a hit of marijuana, yeah. I'm high. Right. Right. So it's like, 
you know, we have yeah. to consider all that. Like, I don't right. get drunk just from a couple sips. Right, right. So it all goes back to who you want to be yeah. uh, and what, what kind of stuff you want to put in your body sure. for you to flourish and be at your best. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think Paul, like, he makes a distinct difference. Um, and he talks about saying, um, and he's specifically talking about drinking. He says, don't get filled, don't get filled with wine instead be filled with the spirit and so he sets up two different standards as far as saying do you want to be filled up with these substances that take you away from the image of god to a point where you're drunk you're not thinking straight or you're high right like you have these other thoughts that are away from the image of being filled with the spirit and i think that's such a beautiful picture of um, when we think about our standards as living out as christians like we want to be filled with the holy spirit we want to be a new creation in christ that is washed by the baptism waters, right? And every day, it's a it's a continual walk to be able to follow Jesus. And at the same time, there's just realities of the world where there is a temptation to be able to be filled with wine or be filled with alcohol or be filled with marijuana that can alter our experiences of what Jesus wants for our lives as well. Absolutely. So. Amen. So I think we've... You've done a great job hitting on moral standards, cultural standards. I, I jumped on all the landmines for my first one. <laughs> it's great, and why we care, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but let's, let's transition a little bit to two different areas. Standards for yourself, I would call these personal standards. Okay. And then standards for your relationships. Yeah. And I think those would be relational standards. Sure. 